All right, everybody, welcome back. Episode 20 of the Young Old Heads podcast. Can't believe we've been doing 20 of these. My name is Tommy, aka TV Sports Cards. I'm here with my good friend and co-host Max, aka Cards Max. Max, how you doing? I can barely count to 20. So the fact that we made it this far is pretty impressive. Uh, I came from a card show today. I was up at 6 a.m. Tommy was chastising my work ethic, saying that I sleep in while I beat the early bird to the worm. And there are three early birds in this podcast today. I will never question your work ethic again, Max. That is my bad. But yes, he hinted at it. We have an incredible guest today. I could not be more hyped about our guest. We're here with my good old friend Mitch at IMO Mitch on Twitter and Instagram. Mitch, how are you doing, dude? I'm great. I'm really excited. It's nice. It feels like fall where I am. Actually, it's like rainy and windy. It's it's nice up here in the North Valley of California. Um, Yeah, you want to tell us where you're at? So I'm in Chico, California, which is like an hour north of Sacramento in the like tippy tops of the North Valley of California. Um, Yeah, you guys, I'm stoked. I'm excited to to talk to you guys. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Been been listening to this from, gosh, like, you know, a bunch of homies on Mason and stuff. So yeah, for sure. And we're, we're hyped to have you on. You're you're big on Twitter on the on the stack sales. You're big on Instagram for flipping a lot of different stuff. You do a lot of like vintage clothing, but also mainly cards. Um, I'll do a quick backstory. I actually know Mitch, so yep. I created my card Twitter September 2020. I posted a couple of things. I probably posted like some lots of like random 2000s baseball numbered stuff, and was like, "Hey, if anyone's interested in this sort of stuff for your team, <laughs> yeah. hit me up." And Mitch slid through my DMs and goes like, "Hey, dude, like." I see you have some stuff that I might want. Like, do you have any A stuff? Like, yeah. I'm like, oh shit, you're, your name is Mitch and you're from Oakland. Like, I think I know who you are. You, and like, we ended up talking. Turns out Mitch is the older brother of one of the good, one of my good friends from growing up playing baseball, Wyatt. Yep. So shout out Wyatt. Shout out time. Wyatt. But me and Mitch go way back. He used to coach against me in Little League and like yep. did a bunch of stuff, had a bunch of fun stories. One time I was playing first base when I was nine. And we were playing Mitch's team or Wyatt's team. Mitch's I know coaching. this story. Yep, yep. Yep. So I was playing first base, last play of the game, grounded the shortstop. Mm-hmm. My shortstop, my good friend, JJ Brown. Shout out JJ. He Shout out JJ. Threw, golfer. Got big golfer. He threw, threw it in the dirt to me. Usually I was pretty money at scooping. This one was a little in between awkward. <laughs> I kind of just trapped it with my glove. Completely. Uh, ump goes bang bang call calls him out i did not catch it game over we win no. by one against the number one team in the league Mitch <laughs> goes yeah. ballistic just absolutely my, starts yelling at the ump i screamed a lot my dad ran out there for the record but yes that is a good story and then yep. shit up until you were like probably 14 or 15 right we oh, crossed yeah. paths we go we go way back but uh so mitch you're big we we bet we, we reconnected over twitter <laughs> We yes. linked up. You taught me a ton about cards, but I just want to hear Max doesn't know anything about your collecting story. So let's tell Max about like where you started. Yeah. Your yeah, whole yeah. journey. Up until I'll take that. Okay. So basically be as streamlined as I can. Cause I can meander a little bit. I was born in 1992 and my dad started a LCS in like 1988 or 89 during the whole junk wax boom, like classic, late to the game junk wax lcs that should have been there a few years before but you know conseco mcguire a's world series he was in oakland 
the store was in Antioch, California. It was called Mike's Dugout. They used to have like Jeff Pico and Alex Sanchez, a bunch of guys from like the, um, you know, the Antioch, Livermore, et cetera area that like had a cup of coffee. They would come sign and stuff like that. But there were so many card stores. There were even, there were multiple even in Antioch, California in the eighties even. So it's because of how the junk wax thing was. My dad quote, the goal four killed my store or something. So that's what he always used to say. And it didn't make it out of 91 even, I don't think. So I was born with a bunch of wax in my garage from 89, 90, 88, you know, Fleer 90 ripping. I, I mean, I literally still have cases of 1990 upper deck still in the original boxes <laughs> all, the, all the stuff you really want all the stuff you wish right. you know you want to have <laughs> no see we ripped all the 89 but we don't you know the cases of 90 are everywhere but anyway i grew up with all that stuff so by the time we moved into our house in 1997 in oakland all that stuff was in my garage and i had access to and you know my dad had a bunch of 92 score and stuff like that, that he had pre-ordered like a year in advance that he never even got at the store. So we just had stuff, man. So I always thought my cards would never, never be worth anything. That's what I was always told because, you know, the market fell out so yeah. hard in, in 1991 or whatever, or 90. And the fact of the matter was, is that I should have sold those Maguires back in 98. I had all those USA Maguires. Yeah. We're like, no, we're going to hold. They're going to be worth more. They're going to be worth more. Those, are the, like, those are the ones that are going to be like, it's, it's like a $10 card now tops. It was like hundred plus back in 98 when the whole thing happened. But anyway, I was born with all of that. And then whenever I got bored, I would go into the garage and just pick up some crap. And I ripped a lot of stuff. Like Tommy said, between the years of like, Oh, four to, you know, Oh, three, Oh, four up until about 2011 when I was like one year out of high school and shout out collector's corner. I was about to say, me and Piedmont Mitch. Piedmont Avenue, Oakland, yep. California. For anybody that went there, that place was really sweet. Um, but anyway, I ripped a ton of stuff around that era. I remember ripping 2011 update. I ripped like a like National Cheeklay 2011, like or 2010. Shout out Sports Authority. You've talked shout about out. Sports Authority. Pa shout out Upper Deck Power Up. Shout out all that stuff. Yeah, all the weird. Clear we used Ultra. to be able to get totally funky sets. I used to get uh, Upper Deck X. 08 and 09 from the 7-Eleven on Piedmont Avenue too. So, but I ripped a ton of that stuff. So I like had never sold cards ever, mm -hmm. barely ever traded cards just with like my cousin and like yeah. some other people. So COVID hit and it coincided and it, we're, we're jumping way. Yeah, we're jumping. Yeah. COVID hit. And I had just recently earlier that year for the record, bought a couple blasters. I bought some Bowman platinum 2019 blasters and I bought a couple other things. So I was already actually poking a stick at getting yeah. back into collecting before COVID. Thank you. I just want to put that out. You're a little ahead of the, you're ahead of the game. Back yeah, in, you back into somehow. It. But anyway, COVID happened and it coincided with me moving upstairs in an apartment of my childhood home, which is like a quadplex kind of deal in Oakland. You know, you have rental yeah. properties, yada, yada, live in a different part of the house. So COVID hit and I was like, well, what the hell am I going to do? I'm not doing anything. Yeah. So I had already gotten my old collection out, you know, which was pulling the Mike Trout out of the 2011 rookie binder. Yeah, you Bo pulled Bowman it. Bowman 2011. You got some binders full of like. Shouts out cards. ripping Bowman 2011 when it was nothing and it was just on the shelf. Yes. But uh, 
and, and update. I pulled the gold shred. I pulled all those rookies except the trout. Yeah, that's the um, only card sold, you don't have from that era, I feel like. Yeah, probably, yeah, that one. But, I mean, I sold a couple of those. I sold the Goldschmidt during COVID. I shouldn't have done it. But, yeah. anyway, um, so that all happened. And I was just like, wow, I'm going to get back into this, I think. And I really don't remember how I stumbled on Twitter, upon card Twitter. It was kind of a chance thing. I was, like, scrolling on my original account, which I was doing music. I was, like, I, like, got a rec degree from Chico State. I, like, do music. I do events. I was in bands. I spent my early twenties in bands and shit. So I have my like background in that kind of stuff, like playing local gigs and blah, blah, blah. No, no real serious bands of note, but anyway, we did all that or I'm sorry. I got back into everything and I just found it on Twitter. I found someone was selling cards and I was like, wow, this person is selling cards. And then I poked around more because I had so much freaking time. I mean, this yeah. is like March of 2020. Yeah. Like right at the beginning, right at the beginning. For the record, I, a lot of people think I've been on Twitter for like a decade, <laughs> which yeah. is funny. But I am O Mitch was created, I believe, in March of 2020. Yeah. And shouts out to Jeff Westmoreland and John Mertz, who were my first two stack sale dudes. Jeff Westmoreland's an absolute legend. Love that guy. Shouts out to Lamar Odom PC. Shouts out to one of the few Angels fans that'll buy cards on Twitter. Do they even exist? There's a few. <laughs> um besides Shohei and Trout, we're not talking about those guys that doesn't count. but but um so i just got back into it and i tried to hit the ground running and i was selling like you know dollar two dollar cards for 50 cents which is the shit you got to do to get into you know stock selling yeah you know and then before i knew it i was addicted to it because i was waking up to my phone just being completely plastered and i literally never really experienced that except one time when i was booking shows back in like 2018 or something yeah so i just really liked it and i took to it and because i realized that my knowledge of everything prior to the new card boom actually was something beneficial and i never thought it would mean shit like i never thought like i never would talk to my friends about it really like they all yeah. knew i had cards we would write graffiti on like 90 fleer for fun <laughs> yeah like card art back in like 2013 and 14 we'd be like doing stupid card art because i just had that shit lying around we use it for crutch paper bro yeah i'm sure everyone's rolled a, a joint using uh junk wax as the filter and stuff 90s like that. tops filters Everyone. and 90 flare filters you can't use 90 upper deck though because that's just filmy bro yeah too filmy <laughs> but mitch i think like me and you have similar experiences like we collected really heavy when we were growing up and stuff but yeah we were not exposed at all to this world of collecting that exists you know that we've kind of no totally i never went ingrained. to a show yeah i never went to a show either like we our our extent of like collecting was like we knew sports authority and like some random retail had it and then we knew yeah. about collector's corner our lcs yeah. max max kind of has a similar type story but max was more more ripping you were more like you were more into like the world of selling right away right max like back in like 2014 15 like you knew that that world existed to some extent. hit the ground running yes and no um, I've mentioned before that I've had kind of three different spurts in collecting one as like a six to 10 year old where I'm ripping packs. I have no idea who the players are. I just knew that it was encompassed in the Friday surprise when I was good as a youngster. Sweet. And I ripped my packs. Friday surprise. That's Friday awesome. Surprise. I had donut Friday. I was encompassing. And then it's like, okay, well, I don't know who any of these people are, so I'm just going to keep them in a binder. I also do make sure to segregate my yeah segregate my binders between um like i don't touch my childhood binder like i have junk 1989 tops in there love and it junk, and some junk cracks are it's like i can't get touched otherwise it's like that's like that's like my childhood binder they're not, sacred 
Yeah, because like when I re-got it now for the second, I guess, you know, section was when I got into it as 1415. Okay, how about I just add to what I had before? Well, then I kind of became aware to value mm. and recognize that not all cards are equal. Separate but equal is inherently unequal with cards. And that, I sure, it's easier to amass a bunch of 1990s junk wax, but what productivity is that? I'm just wasting binder sheets and effort. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. So we, we all in, have that moment. Yeah. Always. So in that time, this was right around when Chris Bryant was included in 2014 Bowman. And I saw, actually started following sports. It wasn't in Little League, but I started following sports. I was most improved player in middle school, B team, baseball. Yeah. Max, Max is that kid. He would have been a great guy for mid-year teams because I feel like he would have really been able to like, I feel like you're really good with those kids that weren't that good and didn't care yeah. that much. I'm, and, like, a, I'm a motivated stretch it out of them. Yeah. yeah I'm a, yeah. I'm a three-time most improved player in three different sports. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, that's really sick though. That means you can take direction. That means, you know, the whole thing. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, I have quite the athletic <laughs> prowess, but I digress. I'm not the one being interviewed today. That's okay. I, that's okay. I was, um, you know, because I am proud of my 2015 blowout forms join date that I didn't join in 2022 or 2020. I have a 2015 blowout forms join date when I was like 14. That's awesome. All that I would do was just, well, I'm not going to talk about it with like real life people that I'm right. into trading cards at 14, 15 off an impulse buy from a drugstore. At this point, it's like I am trusted to leave the house with a wallet. But I didn't have a debit card. I didn't have a credit card. So I couldn't go to eBay and buy. I went to a local card show, local card store and a local card show maybe once in the entirety of that 14 to 16 age span. Yeah. And But like the only thing that I could do is research and learn. So I was aware of what the secondary market was. I made me very happy when I bought like three packs of Bowman Jumbo and I hit a Jorge Mateo first Bowman because he was my favorite Yankees prospect at the time. A's but, legend. Yes, A's, no, legend. A's legend. Wait, Max, now, Max, real quick. Just make sure quick. your microphone's not rubbing against your hoodie too much when you talk. It's just making a little feedback. So you were up in it in 2014, though. That's sweet, man, because I had checked out for like a good, you know, five-year chunk. Yeah, and Mitch, this is another thing. Like the, when Collector's Corner closed in like, I want to say 2011 or 2012. Yeah. To me, that was the end basically of my childhood collecting my dad would get me packs sometimes but not being able to like physically go to a card shop at that age is just kills basically all your momentum if you don't have free internet you know like i didn't i was i didn't have a car i wasn't like ebay was like i took no debit card i I took bart to go to walnut creek to get cards wow that's legit that's legit but so on my on my 15th birthday uh jose abreu was the biggest rookie in 2014 tops him and Tanaka, but Abreu was winning Rookie of the Year. And I not only pulled a Jose Abreu rookie card, I pulled mm. a Target Red. Oh. I, I thought I was fucking rich. Yeah. He's underrated. Oh, yeah. Big time. And he, undervalued. I now see that it has corner wear. I, I mean, like, it's ironic, right? The Target the Red. Car- the, well, the, no, the cards that you enjoy and you hold mm. more have more wear. It's like, when I was 14, I found out it's like condoms. Like I found out what a top loader was, and yeah. then I just put everything I could inside it. And Without then I didn't. Real, but I but no, I didn't know what penny sleeves were. Yeah, I found obviously. out about that after the fact. Yeah. So Ouch. it's like the the first card that I ever put that I ever top loaded was an Eric Hosmer 2014 Tops Gold 
pulled from Rite Aid. And that thing Fire. is has wear from the scratches of the top loader being put in without a sleeve. Yep. But I remember that as my first top loaded car. That's awesome. Shouts I, out double play balls. Yeah, seriously. I also, my first like card that I was like, oh, this is really nice. And I had it. I had, someone I'm gave like, me a Oh my God, card. this is serial numbered. There's a limited <laughs> amount of these. Oh, there are no only concept. 2013 other Eric Hosmer gold cards in the world. Wicked. Oh my God. Wicked. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what was yours? Oh, well, I had, I had this card. Some guy gave me a graded card for my second, for like some like weird, I went to Catholic school. So I think it was my, like my first uh, communion or something. And he gave me a BGS 75 1987 Fleerberry Bonds. Rookie, not really rookie. Wait, and and I was like, <laughs> this BGS slab is the coolest thing on earth. This is going to be, this is easily my most valuable card. I had like a LeBron rookie card, of course, and like had that in a binder. But I was like, this, this is it. This is the, and that, this, that BGS slab is the most scratch to hell slab you'll ever see in your life. Cause I used to just like chuck it. I was like, this thing's indestructible. There's no way anyone is breaking this thing. <laughs> but Mitch, you are incredibly influential in my collecting return. And something that I'm really grateful for is like when I was living at home at the end of 2020 and I was getting back into cards yes. and I was really enjoying the inter- like learning stuff online and stuff, but I wasn't really confident in my buying. I was kind of just buying random stuff sporadically and I didn't really know where my lane was going to be. I was, mm-hmm. I wanted to collect everything. Like I just loved, I loved being about, back in the world and I wanted to like, That's I wanted best. to tackle it all. And, yeah. and I'm really grateful that you were so chill with me and we like, came, I, you would invite me over. We'd come over, I'd smoke a J, go through your stuff. You just tell Dude, me we stories. game planned. We oh, game planned, bro. Yeah. This is, I was like in my head, like the early days of almost like even this podcast with Max was just like, you were the first person I really could have full in-depth conversations about weird niche sets and like you yeah, know, teaching cards, me stuff about bro. Like rarity. Real card stuff. Real card stuff. Real card, card stuff. Yeah, card play dates that were fun. And like, oh, for sure. You, I'd bring over like a box of rookie cards. I'd be like, Mitch, which ones of these need to be penny sleeved? And yeah, you'd be right. like, this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. Yeah. I'd be like, just intaking knowledge about these sets that i had sort of ripped but i didn't ever really know you had a about. lot of cool stuff dude your dad would pick you up a lot of cool stuff man a lot oh, of people yeah. are not that fortunate you know like for sure for sure like i would get stuff for christmas you know i'd get a random year's blaster or whatever and looking back now those weren't printed to oblivion man yeah like i have a ton of 2011 and 2010 allen and ginter like i don't like allen and ginter yeah but those sets are just not growing on trees no. You know, like, I mean, people kind of mock me sometimes, I feel like, because I sell sets of, like, base cards, bro. Yeah. Like, I will not joke that I will sell you a dollar base card, man. Yeah. Because these sets are not sitting around. You're not just going to walk into shop usually and be like, oh, cool, man. There's some card from this set that you're totally, you know, like, yeah. late era upper deck. Like, oh, like, like, oh, four, oh, five to, like, 2010 when they lost the license like some of the base stuff you'll find a lot like 08 they overprinted 07 was all right but like some of that stuff like the higher end upper deck stuff like dude you don't see that much anymore you don't you don't just walk into a shop and like you're like oh cool there's packs of those there's boxes of those like every shop i go to i'm like do you have any late 90s baseball wax and they're like uh no you know so it's not every time you walk into some shop and you know that you're gonna like find stuff like that so that's kind of 
getting to my Twitter thing, which is yes. just like, that's what I take pride in, in, in showing people and like educating, but also, you know, showing, showing off cool stuff and being like, gosh, I really like this. I'm not tripping off this stuff that everyone else is tripping off of, you know, yeah. I'm over here really yeah. liking kind of what I want to like and yeah, what I what, think of as nostalgic. Right? And what is, what is that for you, Mitch? Like what, it, what is the stuff that gets you going? What is like right. your, what's your collection full of right now? What is the so, stuff that you look to pick up? So people call it different eras kind of like the post strike era is kind of the easiest way I think to describe it. Um, and then like that ends for me though, at the Mike Trout rookie card kind of, but then I like up until 2014 and 15, cause those A's teams were sick back in 13 and 14. So the thing about it is basically for me, you know, the first premium sets kind of, as far as like what looks like modern sets, in my opinion, were like early, like the first stadium club releases, right? Like 91, 92 or whatever. And then 92 ultra where 91, they went from the silver kind of leaf looking to 92 Flair Ultra, which is bright and like yeah. glossy with like the real photos, right? So right around then, like, you know, Pacific Prisms came out in 93. So by the time 93 came around, which is, and this is the stuff that I had growing up that I didn't know what it was. Yeah. It was like a little older. And I was like, what are these singles here I'm looking at? Like, I remember back at Collector's Corner, I bought a 1998, um, ud collector's choice aj hinch okay <laughs> i know it's funny but the thing is is it was numbered out of a hundred it's like a prime choice reserve it has all this like hollow foil on it. it's like really sick yeah. like real heads are going to know what those prime choice reserves are but anyway i still have that card but i remember seeing stuff like that and i bought like a 95 pinnacle ricky henderson zenith like a pinnacle zenith 95 which I thought I was like, holy crap, what is this? That's a base card, bro. Yeah. So I re realized later on when I got back into this that like I re I Pacific brand, Pinnacle brand, a lot of upper deck like inserts, stuff like that. Uh, the the cooler tops inserts back when they used to try. Own the game. Two thousand three was my favorite insert set. Own the game. Yeah, like, just really nice, easy to hit, a big list, fun, like inserts used to mean something now you get like stars of the mlb filler bro like the people will give those cards away yeah you know so but anyway very much focused on like 93 94 up until especially 05 because in 05 don russ lost the license yep. going into 06 they don russ leave that whole conglomerate didn't do anything else anymore yeah so it became upper deck and tops basically at the time yeah there's uh, some still fleer rolling around until he goes no seven. because well fleer brand i think was 06 they ud used that they bought them they so bought fleer them. so the 06 fleer that paper crap we used to buy bro yeah that was actually an upper deck release yeah that set was nice though i i really like that product i love that set and the UD started mixing logos with photos, by the way. You'll see a lot of stuff from 06 to 09 where it's like, he's in a Blue Jays hat, but it's an A's thing with a blank swatch. Like, you're like, what the hell? Because <laughs> yeah. Upper Deck got lazy and we're like doing the best they could. Yeah. But then they also did sets like in 06 and 07 and 08 where they had like 1,200 people in the set. Like oh. the do documentary. Oh, that um, 08, that 08 set. That, Matt, there's you know Kershaw that. rookies that are super funky, bro. Like oh. UD documentary. Lincecum, Lincecum, dude, has 1 million rookie cards. Let me tell you. Right. Because Fleer, or uh, Upper Deck printed Fleer, all the higher Upper Deck sets, all the top sets. You get it. Yeah. 
So that was my era, but definitely now that I'm like really into collecting, I'm really striking out towards like the 93 to like 02, 03, 04, 05 at, at the end. Like Donra Zenith 05, I really like. That's There's some though. stuff like that. I ripped that. You, see, that's sick. I never ripped that, dude. Yeah. You know, that, that, like those are boxes I'd be willing to pay 150, 200 bucks for just because of like, you know, you They're don't fun. find boxes like that. So I've been trying to like early on, I ripped I think- a lot of like pacific and oh go ahead sorry yeah i I want to interject real quick not only are you talking about uh products you haven't had the opportunity to rip these are products i've never heard of we're educating we're educating max big time right now yeah i'm going i'm going to get my masters and you guys are are the teachers dude great i mean honestly i've talked to old heads that used to rip like Dude, I know the guy up here in the Chico area who ripped the 04 exquisite LeBron like one of one, like one of the few of them. No, I swear to God, he sold it I, for, I think, like, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to say, no, how much did he sell it for? Yeah, I think yeah. at the time he sold it for like, you know, I don't know, like 10, 50K. I don't know, something in that $50, era. yeah. But basically, I know this guy ripped a ton of wax in this night. And he goes, you know, Mitch, if I were you, I wouldn't tell a soul what you're telling me. <laughs> you know, he was like. You know, I'm over here educating the public, right? And like telling yeah. Twitter about all these sick sets and all this crazy wax, you know, now you're going to go find it and you're going to rip it instead of me. Yeah, exactly. And but, there's only but, so much of it left. Right. And that's the thing. So, you know, I do have a girl in town here. I know who has a box of 1999 Pacific Revolution and I've ripped one of them and I know she has it in her storage unit and I could, you know, I should probably go over there and buy that. But anyway, Stuff like that, dude, like stuff that is really actually scarce, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff that is if it got ripped back then, it's ravaged like Pacific. People don't know Pacific brand, especially they ended in 01. They used to do the half Spanish, half uh, English cards, which is how they got their license back in 1992. I want to say 91. They did that like Nolan Ryan set. And yeah. Nolan Ryan prisms. They did the Tom Seaver set. They did the eight men out set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, uh, in the senior league set was one of their first sets. But in 93, they started making prisms. And all the way up until 01, all of that stuff, in my opinion, is just impossible to find in high grades. Yeah. Like, if you go look at these pop reports, bro, you want to get all nerdy with me and go pop reports, which I don't even do. I don't grade cards. I've never subbed on my own. Yeah. Um, the fact of the matter is, is that these pop reports are, like, heinously low. Like, yeah. tens for Pacific cards are fucking impossible. Yeah. You know, like I want eights and you know, these are die cuts. These are these are yeah. the, their surfaces also of a lot of their sets are horrific. Like Max, 99 prism, 2000 prism, that stuff, dude, like the sheen and the, the foils like that's it. It doesn't hold up. Uh, I have two things to interject with. Uh, Please. One, while you guys have ripped all this wacky wax, right. I will say that I have ripped. 2013 nba prism and 2014 update at srp that is awesome that's legit i yes. never pulled i never pulled a Giannis. i swear to god i pulled a joel and bead prism and that i cannot find it but, uh, that's, uh, <laughs> but that's just my memory making up stories no that's uh, this, great my drawing a corollary to a 1990s set yeah. that i am familiar with somewhat knowledgeable with and am fascinated with what is your thoughts on tops is it tops desert shield or desert storm uh, yeah desert i know it's storm. desert storm yeah 
it's Desert Shield, I or I know it's Desert, Desert Shield either or logo. I think it's Desert Storm is the set. We know what you're referring yeah, to, yeah. not the army cards that are easy to find. That you literally have found those yesterday. Oh, I mean the pops, like the nice rare ass, Desert the stuff that came back that overseas given, that were given to soldiers right. by tops in limited packs. And many were thrown right. out. Right. Many are in bad condition or were condition sensitive, and the tens for superstars fetch a lot of demand and are worth a good bit. So that's but even are just is, cool because that's the nineties, right? And there is stuff like that, like the late eighties Tiffany sets are the same. They're impossible to find. But anyway, um, what you're saying about desert? So I had a, I had a chance to buy like three or four commons like six or eight months ago, and I didn't I didn't want them. Um, as far as like. If you're trying to get all junk waxy and find scarcity in junk wax, that's the set. That is like, you're out, you're spot on. Like that, yeah. that is ridiculous. I have none of them. Yeah. I have a lot of odd stuff and a lot of rare stuff from the junk wax era. You know, a lot of crazy broders, a lot of different stuff like that, um, which were like homemade cards. Yeah. Uh, you know, event giving out cards. Um, I have none, and my my feelings on it are, are it is super sick. Um. Mitch likes the shiny stuff, though. Yeah. Mitch likes the, the shiny th stuff. Yeah, I even have those errors from that year where they have 1990 football backs. I have oh, yeah. 90, I have like 91 tops where the back of the cards are 1990 tops football that like PSA wouldn't grade. My friend tried. But they're authentic. But anyway, I I almost – I also don't love it. I only kept the Jose Canseco and the Nolan Ryan, you know, because yeah. I – yeah, I like the shiny stuff, man. I mean – that's the thing. Like, I really think that people sleep on that era that I'm speaking of, which is the, 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 the 93, 94, you know, people weren't buying cards. Yeah. You know, there's there so much. Basketball equivalents, or I guess the basketball equivalents of this do fetch a good amount of coin. I think it's mm -hmm. more so just the feeding to oblivion. That is, I hate to say it, Mitch, most of nineties baseball add into yeah. the fact that most players were juiced. Anyway, I think that, that yeah. from a history standpoint, they're throwing right. in the garbage. Let me interject here because I think this is a good transition to something that I want to talk about. Cool. Because we talked about Mitch. You talked about your kind of history with like '90s stuff and why you think that that is a good way to collect, but also like you're just nostalgia. You enjoy it. But I think I think something that we talked about a lot when we I was getting back into it is just like what you touched on the rarity of it, but also mm. this idea that Panini has brought back a lot of these old brands that oh, people right. think are new. So these people think that a lot of these products that Panini's putting out are like, oh, Panini made up this product. But no, this was a lot of the times Pacific products from the 90s that they bought the rights to or yeah. kind of just basically copying. Um, yeah. Examples off the top of my head, like Crown Royale. That's yeah. something that like I definitely thought was made by Panini until we started talking about it. Um, right. Prism, obviously, is the main one. Um, there's a million. There's a lot. Of I can ones. give you a really quick timeline. Yeah, give me a timeline. So the So basically... Panini has inherited Donruss, Pacific. Um, the Fleer and Skybox stuff is with UD, and that's why you see the the PMGs, the the the, the precious metal gems, with, with which is the upper deck stuff. Um, but as far as those other brands are concerned, so you ever rip Chronicles? So the thing about, of course, you have. So the thing about Chronicles is all of those brands are old Leaf brand. Old Donruss brand, old Pacific brand, literally like all of them, like Leaf Preferred, that that was Leaf. Like you see the preferred stuff, that's Leaf. Um, certified. A good what? Certified. Yeah. Crown, Crown Royale, Prison Black. 
so prism used to be pacific prism in 1993 and then they put the z in there instead of the s but it is a pacific product titanium even was a pacific product there's hockey and football titanium from 02 to 04 uh, i know um, they are at least in early panini inheriting the basketball license pinnacle as well as a few others pinnacle was a standalone set and then it It was its own company no, I recognize that at the time. But oh, I'm saying right. when I'm saying post Panini adoption of them, they were a basketball set, and then they just yeah. get relegated to yes. Panicles. Yes, exactly. Like 2013, they tried baseball too with like new facts technology yes. and all that. It, and it, you know, I collect some, lots of some of those new Panini. Those are you know, new wave Panini cards. Those two early 2010s panini cards yeah designs are so bad yeah no they really didn't do it justice like if you look back at like 1997 pinnacle totally certified like that stuff is gnar like that stuff is awesome you know like you you know it didn't it didn't hold up logos aside but today i even bought a 2013 mike trout mike trout z team literally today like zenith you know they they did zenith Uh, zenith inserts for pinnacle release 2013 panini but yeah pinnacle too that's another brand i forgot to mention so for my pc it's a lot of pacific a lot of pinnacle and then a lot of the stuff that panini has ended up inheriting a lot of the donruss brands a lot of the leaf brands and you know if you go back to 1990 through 93 they were all different you know leaf was a different brand not even the one now the one that's now is not that one by the way yeah it's not even the same no they're actually not connected but anyway so that's the whole thing about Panini that is, you know, they started out as a sticker brand in Europe, dude. Like they, you know, Panini USA then was like, oh, we can try this. You know, they made stickers for MLB back in 89, 90, 91. I don't know if you know that. I have a Ken Griffey sticker from like 1990 Panini. I've seen that. Like, you know, teeny. Really teeny stickers. Yeah, but they did a lot of that because they got in that way. But then I, it's crazy how it kind of has developed and changed recently. You know, they, sure. I, I do buy Panini wax occasionally because Tops bores the crap out of me. Yeah, you love you love Revolution and stuff, but uh, yeah, that's my favorite brand, dude. And like, that's I only in basketball. Basketball collectors really like Revolution. Yeah, I love Revolution for like my yeah. stuff, but um, so I think something that like we're kind of talking around, Mitch, and you've definitely like mentioned it, but I no problem. Like, explicitly explicitly yeah. say is that like Pacific revolutionized the card industry by creating serial numbered and rare ass stuff. I don't know if it was necessarily them because Don Russ did the Elite Series. Yeah, I mean, no, I'm not saying that they there was serial numbered stuff, but right. in terms of like the out of a hundred, out of you know PMGs, obviously, but like the really rare parallels yeah. and everything that has defined modern collecting that has literally changed right. the entire industry is yeah. the stuff that you're going after, like kind of the first of those things, which right. I am personally super bullish on long term because that's the vintage stuff. To people in our generation it's the it's modern the- vintage it's the yes we've been yeah we've been talking about this for what two years i think yeah. you and i like it is absolutely the modern vintage it's the modern era vintage man it's that post wax because post or uh, i'm sorry post junk wax because junk wax was like the the peak of what that vintage old school old life collecting was like it it topped out it got overproduced. Yep. They overdid it. There were a million magazines. There were a million publications. There were a million cassette tapes. There's a million baby. everything. <laughs> and then it crashed and burned. 
And then it was this rebirth along with the strike and then the steroid era. And here's the thing about the steroid era to, to turn way back around to what Max mentioned a second ago. Yeah. Is the fact of the matter is, is that long term, these guys will be legends and heroes. I don't give a shit what anybody says. These guys like Bonds, McGuire. Are you, dude, I sell their cards like hotcakes. Yep. Hotcakes. I mean, I, you can't tell me otherwise. Yeah. All these pitchers too that were able to dominate and do, like, are you kidding me? Greg right. Maddox top five pitcher all time. All time. I, I the fact that he was able to die and Pedro circa ninety nine, top five pitcher Dude, all time. The late nineties Pedro stuff with any of that stuff that you had like is so going to be so nasty long term. I and it, like like ninety eight Pacific Revolution Shadow Series Randy Johnson, ninety eight Pacific Revolution Shadow Series uh, Tony Gwynn. They're out of ninety nine. You know, I pulled them out of a pack. You know, you're yep. not going to, first of all, you don't find those cards. Nope. Second of all, when you do, you don't find them in good shape because they're all twacked out. So yeah, yep. that's the stuff we're talking about. And like Don Russ and Leaf did it too. You know, like yep. the, like Don, I think the Frank Thomas auto in card 93 Leaf, right? Wasn't that yep. one of the first ones? Reggie Jackson was the first one in 91 upper deck. Yep. But, but yes, this is the stuff that I'm talking about, which is the, the birth of modern collecting in my opinion, right? Which 100%. Is, right. And that's the... The, what will be, in my opinion, looking forward, the stuff that people are going to be clamoring for, I you know, when know. I'm old and people like me have a shit ton of money and they got to deck out their man cave in 30 years, you know, I they mean, want, really, they're, they're going to need that. Type, and we already see it with PMGs like that. Yes. PMGs, the prices those things go for are insane. But the difference between a PMG price and the prices of some of these other similar rare cards right. from the late 90s, the gap is way too big, in my opinion. That is true. Yes, that is a market that is a market like they because like you're saying man people don't know what i'm talking about dude yeah people are like you know what is 95 pinnacle summit max have you heard of a single set that we've talked about this entire episode basically i know the companies right (laughs) you know the companies it just you know it's just i just got into it because i you know because you know 2020 tops 2019 tops i ripped a lot of that stuff and you know it's fun and you do get some stuff but overall man i mean it really helps to look at a really crazy looking base card yeah you know and i and i there is some don't worry don't get me wrong dude like i have good vintage cards i have cards that are boring like i ripped 04 tops total dude i don't mind boring cards you know like hey, don't talk shit about tops total <laughs> bro i didn't i send you like 30 tops total giants recently yeah. Oh, those are going straight to the binder. Those dude, are I knew, like, dude, that, and that gets me back to, like, 09 Tops Emerald, bro. I was in this place called Willows, California yesterday. I was, uh, all morning, I was literally just at a community-wide yard sale event. And I came up on this box of junk wax, but at the end was this 09 Tops Emerald Nuts. And, right, it's the team sets, right? The Giants Kinda, team set. Yeah, like, 01 Keebler, uh, uh, Diamondbacks and Owen Keebler uh, Mariners. It's like the Mother's Cookie sets that the A's and the they Giants had, did. I saw, actually, I saw a really cool team set recently, Mitch, that I yeah. don't know if you've heard of. Uh, okay. Apparently the Marlins, and I think the what team started at the same time as the Marlins? Was it the D-backs? Uh, no, 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 no. It was the um, wait, Rockies. Rockies, yeah. yeah. So both those teams have team sets that were given away at the stadium, I think at their first games. And some guy I saw had a PSA 10 Bo Jackson Marlins team set. And I was like, 
That is a card, dude. So That's I know what you're talking about. It's the 1993 Tops inaugural team set edition complete sets. I yes. think those are sweet. And, yeah, and they're they were really limited, and they have a stamp on them, and it's kind of like the the Desert Storm cards that Max was referring to because they're the same design, they're the same thing, but they have that stamp on there. Yeah, and the, yeah, the Jeter does money, bro. And we, uh, me and Max actually were just talking. This guy on Instagram posted a Mike Trout 2015, and it's like it's a 2015 Mike Trout with the tops design, but it's a different image because it's from the team set. And yeah, they haven't done that too much with team sets, like give a guy a different image. But that's something that I was just like thinking about literally right now. Well, in, in the 09 Otani 2018, Otani 2018, too. That's oh, okay. a big card. So. He, t- yeah, Otani's in the 2018 Angels team set. So if you yeah. ever see one of those, you gotta buy it. Like, I think <laughs> I saw. They crazy. exist. No, I mean that's they do the like forty too. bucks. Forty bucks. Those Whichever, those team sets. sets too will have cards of players that didn't get normal cards in the sets. Like the 09 Tops Emerald Nuts for the Giants has all these players' cards that didn't come until like series two, or they didn't come until update. So they actually end up having two, like yeah. Juan Uribe's first card with the Giants. Like the Giants in 09 had hella first years. Like Randy well, Johnson. Well, you would see if you were a recipient to Friday Surprises, you would have gotten team sets as a child. I got many <laughs> Mets and Yankees team sets. No, it's awesome. Be- because it. it would have all the Mets and all the Yankees. More importantly, all the Yankees. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> when I was specifically when I was going back and forth with Tommy, um, one of those gimmicks of the team sets was I – I'm going to be wrong in my years here. I want to say 2007 was the last year of Shea Stadium, and 2008 was the last year of Yankee Stadium. I was actually at two games of the last year of Yankee Stadium. Oh, jealous. Good job. Oh, wow. That was sick. And um, for the last years, I think. I was going to say, yeah, I think City Field was after Yankee Stadium was taken down. I think they were about a year apart, Um, but not the Mets year before. Mm -hmm. Um, They had a final season stamp on the team sets mm. for the Mets and Yankees cards and an inaugural season stamp on the team sets for the city and new Yankee stadium cards and that were on the team sets and it gives them a little bit more flair and collectability. Yeah, I, I also like the, I think like I, we could do a whole dissertation on the evolution of team sets over time. Yeah, we could. I know the next some of my first <laughs> baseball cards was a Mets team set. I think it was from like 2005 Donruss Honors. It was something Dude, blacky. That's black set. It's black, I think. It's white. Oh, oh, yeah, nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. Must be team set white or something. That's awesome, dude. That's Donruss. That's really cool. That it, was I think it's Donruss. I could, be, I could be completely wrong. You're probably not. You could have some deep cut David Wrights. But just to close the loop on the team set, Giants have done a ton of them throughout the years. Um, yeah. I actually recently picked up the 2014 Coca-Cola Buster Posey, which is a solid. Right. But Giants have had a bunch. There's actually a 2010 World Series set that has some pretty cool Buster 2010 cards. Um, junior a, Giants sets. Yeah, there's year. Junior Giants sets. Uh, so shout out team sets. If you're a team collector at all, go on TCDB, figure out what sets your team has had in the past, and I'm sure you'll find some cards that you've never heard of before. But Mitch... Yeah. Go ahead. You're you you mentioned that you have some vintage cards, and you're actually right. you're the owner of probably the coolest vintage card that I've ever seen. And this is a card that broke the internet. And I don't bit. think I don't think there's any recording of you talking about this card, but 
I know Golden's tried to get its hands on this card. I know that there's... Supposedly, yeah. Supposedly, there's rumors. But can you talk to us about this card that you have and uh, yeah. what it is and show it up for the camera? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll try to get it unglared. So this is the 1972 Topps LSD card, which is a shout-out to uh, the Pedro Martinez Super Collector, uh, something Newton. I can't remember his handle completely. Yeah. But this card is a 1972 top stock Ellis printing error. Yep. And uh, basically it looks like it's all tripped out on acid. And as we all know, or if you don't look into the story about Doc Ellis taking acid with his girlfriend one night and then figuring out when he got to the park in the morning that he had the spot start. And then yep. he threw a no hitter. Yep. So no there's a famous acid. YouTube video bit about it. But yeah, anyway, I, I go to my local LCSs and such and such. And I dive through boxes and I sit there and shoot the shit for like, you know, two to four hours, man. Like, oh, yeah. I, you know, I'm, it I'm takes familiar. time. It takes time to do what I do and stack yeah. sell so much and find stuff. You know, like a lot of the time you're paying for the card as well as my eyes and my brain and my time of the whole thing. You know, yeah. it's, it's a lot. Sure. But um. So anyway, this this card I was just sifting through vintage at the at an LCS and I pulled it out and I was like, anyway, it got told to me later that two of the four plates misfired of of the printing plates, right? Of the you know different colors. Yeah. So it's all off image, and I forgot the exact name for it, but I was on some forums and I learned that there is a name for it and others do exist. However, they're all different. Yeah. No one looks the same. No one fires and misfires the same the 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 72 i think it was 72 and like 75 sets and that kind of era before between those of a lot of like miscuts 75 was bad when they were throwing and, a lot of color in the in yeah the lots of color and a lot of like misfiring a lot of like you know that's yeah. why high-end stuff and high grades and psa of those cards like do well you know because the you know they come out the pack crap man yeah for sure. so anyways this doc ellis card yeah i posted it on the internet on twitter and you know, people, people were really excited and ran with it. I got some inquiries and people, you know, shouts out to anybody who hit me up about the card, you know, people get, try to get me to sell. And I'm just so stingy, dude, because Tommy, like you say, bro, like we're true collectors first, man. I just want to put that out there. You know, like I sell cards to fuel my addiction and pay some bills, you know, yeah. and we're card collectors, dude, like first and foremost. So the I thing know. about this card is I had to balk at everything. You know, I got offered a Tatis auto you know, low numbered. Yeah. Um, you know, I got offered, a, you know, you know, yeah. But anyway, I'm real the stuff. thing is, the <laughs> thing is, is I want authenticated just to make sure it's hundred percent authentic. I'll get that shit together at some point. And I'm always scared to send my cards off. Yeah. Um, I just got lucky, man. You know, but that's, I mean, but that's what it's all about. Like right. we talk about this, Max knows about like me and Max talk about this too. Like you have to really kind of grind and sift through a lot of boxes and you Bro. can find absolute gems of like unique cool stuff that no one yeah. else has that you can find for cheap if you just put in a lot the time and i know yeah. not everyone has the time to do it and like, no. it's not for everybody but no that's why you buy my stack sales yeah that's why you follow imo mitch and like see right. what sort of weird shit he's posting but that right. doc ellis card the the perfect misprint to make it look like you're tripping on acid while looking at the card of the dude who is absolutely iconic for his acid experiences is such a cool piece of right. history in my opinion and like i'm i'm jealous i know everyone a lot of people are jealous of it and i hope you never sell it dude because that card represents your collection to me just like weird shit like 
cool stuff i know you have a lot of you're like, not wrong you got like the puffer bong type stuff like all yeah that but hey bro stuff. don't don't sleep on the bong puffer oh three uh combo rookie or is it oh one i think it's oh three oh three oh three oh three okay but don't don't sleep on those sets either man like those are the years where you know tops didn't print it into oblivion dude nope. You know, and also those early finest sets, like, but also like the early Chrome sets, you know, like Stadium Club Chrome 2000 you were talking about the other day. Yeah, I just, I found a Josh Hamilton 2000 Stadium Club, Stadium Club Chrome, (laughs) one of his 40,000 ex-rookies that he has. So many. Like the Verlander problem, you know, like you guys were. Or David Wright. Yeah. Yeah. All those guys, dude. All those guys. Miguel Cabrera. All that. 40 jillion rookies. Yeah. But, uh. Go ahead. All right, wait, no, no, finish your thought, finish your thought. Oh, I was just going to say, like, those rookies are the most fun to chase, bro. You yeah. know, you, you, there are people that chase the tops rookies and want to get all the rookies and the tops rookies and the hoots and then the da 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 da, da you know? But for yeah. me, bro, I'd rather have those stupid unlicensed signature rookies of Miguel Cabrera, bro. Well, rather you're, than... the, you're the dude that collects the uh, Minnesota Twins David Ortiz cards. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, that's, that's part of my PC, bro. Like, thoroughly. Sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I dude. I have like a 99 numbered prism. I have, I mean, I have, a, I pulled a, a hollow, hollow gold 98 Pacific Paramount out of a pack. I was like, this is meant to be, bro. I got a PC this shit. Yeah, that's legit. That's legit. Dude, you got to listen. You got to listen to the, I just, you guys, I just go out in the world and listen to what's in front of me. And I'm like, well, this is cool. This is cool. You know, I can do yeah. something with this. Like this card is cool. Make a stack go, you know, keep half da, 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 this and yeah. that. So you're you get it, man. We're gonna get so deep on this, Mitch, in your second episode about your strategies when you buy like lots and how much you keep. Oh, please, like, bro! I, mean, I want listen, to get into that for sure, dude. It, I'd be honored to repeat, honest oh, to God. I mean, I also want to just take a quick moment though, too. Yeah. Just to like thank everyone on Card Twitter. Oh, for real? No, just yeah. like off top, you know? Yeah. Like I don't. I'm not very vocal all the time about you know like hobby stuff or matters or um drama and i tell you my mute list is quite long um but you stay uh, out of the just, drama though yeah dude like that's not why i'm on card twitter you know mm-hmm. i i'm not gonna talk crap about anything you know it's yeah. not it's not my lane dude i'm trying to talk about cool cards dude period like trying to look at cool stuff trying to get feedback like i really appreciate anybody's feedback man when i post anything you know i champion dollar cards dude i champion 50 cent cards like, bro, when I go and I find those O2 gold Zito and Miguel Tejadas that me and you and Max were talking about, like, yeah. the other day, you know, like, shouts out to everybody on Twitter, you know, because, like, I feel like we're really lucky to have that community and to have all of those people that want to talk cards. And it's an outlet for so many people. And I know people have talked to me like, dude, you helped me, man. Like, just that I could comment and hang out and buy a couple cards and da, 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 and it's like helpful 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 for me too man you know therapy okay. dude i go and i go to these lcs's i go to these surf stores and that's therapy man it is therapy max yeah. you have anything you want to you want to give a shout out to card twitter max i know you're you're like uh, just as big as mitch on card twitter you you have anything you want to say to the people you're more about the controversy though he likes I, ultra modern man yeah he's I, ultra modern I, man I, I like my cards. You like I your bought, cards. You like I, the modern. Cards. While I was dumpster diving today, I got a chance the wrapper card for thirty-five cents. That's See, that's what it's all about, dude. That's a win. So it's the same, even when you're an ultra modern card Twitter, because that is a different card Twitter. And then there's this is kind this of, is IRL. 
There's no, a, I, I know. No, no. Yeah. What I mean is, what I mean is, is those things overlap even yeah. for old guy junk wax Twitter like me, right? And then ultra modern card Twitter. You both find snipes. It's both the same thing. It's awesome. I Appreciate woke it. up this morning at about five fifteen thirty. I yeah. couldn't sleep. I was planning on waking up at six. And Tommy scrutinized my bedtime habits. All right, we already talked about this. I already apologized. And it was worth mentioning a second. <laughs> but I drove over to New Jersey. I got to my car show at like 7.30. I was tabling. Maybe worth the fee. Maybe wasn't. Maybe it wasn't. Still, yeah. I mean, I didn't, I didn't kill it. I, I don't know. But I can do this in a solo episode with Tommy because I'm not as interesting as Mr. I am oh. a bitch. But, oh, but. You are. Oh, you oh, you flatter me, sweetheart. Ma- Ma- Max, you flip back and forth between having the biggest ego in cards and having the, the smallest ego in cards. No, I'm not the smallest really ego. I'm the most humble, and I'm double handsome. But I digress. <laughs> Killing it. Um, it was about 7.30. The table that I massacred, the bulk buying garbage cards, $1 yeah. bin. I'd be like, I bought so much $1 football prism today i love that was, it that was like all serial numbered and i'm like wait this is a barry sanders numbered red refractor for a dollar this Stop is it, e- bro. this is easily good. worth five dollars of easily i mean but, that's the thing but um all the top lo- i mean the, the, they had it segregated with one dollar cards in top loaders and 50 cent cards in penny sleeves and it's like okay the one dollar cards were like really really good i didn't think the 50 cent cards were gonna be that good but like and i with scout i mean i think like i like accidentally picked up one or two of the 50 cent cards and then i see oh chance the rapper 50 cent yeah, and then i started I mean. looking through most of the 50 cent cards and they were junk but i did add that card to my stack it's nice. fantastic and that's why we do it we do it for that sort of table where you find good deals but yes we're and gonna... because you went at eight o'clock in the morning and you went and did it that's why it happened Yep. You know, oh, show open! Is- show opened at nine. I was the first one. I got to their table right. before they got to their table because I beat their table to a pulp last time I was there. Amazing! And I was there to do it again. Yes, yes. Oh, dude, I'm going back to where I got the LeBron and the Justin Verlander and the, all the things that I got last week. You know, I'm gonna hit that thing for like four hours soon. <laughs> yes, we're gonna keep hitting it and hitting it till it can't come and release cards anymore. And this is That's, a perfect this is a perfect transition to our the way that me and Max like to end every episode, which is we like to talk about a recent pickup from the last week. And Mitch, you kind of teased your pickup that I feel like you're going to talk about, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start us off here because sure. I bought a card on eBay this morning. Yeah, and this is the first time in my entire life I bought a Jeff Kent card on eBay. Bro, shouts out doubles and homers machine. Yeah, shout shouts out, out Survivor. Yeah, shouts out Survivor. But I bought a card that I did not know existed, and I bought it immediately. Um, it's a 2004 Donruss Jeff Kent game used baseball from Game Five of the 2002 World Series. Piece of the baseball on the card. Show it. That's cool. I had no idea. I had no idea that there were World Series authentic relic cards. I had been. Wow. I have been. This is something that I've been looking for. I talk a lot about how I love the NBA Finals stuff that Panini does. Game used. Yeah, yeah. There's this thing called Tops Now. Tops now is boo boo. I ain't trying to flex with tops now, bro. Yeah, me and Mitch don't really. But it has the postseason relics. Oh, oh, but anyway, this is cooler. This is Donruss. This is Donruss, and this this is a specific game of the World Series, Game Five, the game that the Giants pulled. Tough, and it's something where I was like, I, I never buy Jeff Kent. Jeff Kent's like my one Giant where I'm like, I don't buy his cards, but. 
game used from the World Series. I've so never cool. seen any. I was like really tried hard to find something from like the three World Series they won. But the 2002 World Series is like my first baseball memory. So when I saw that there was a game used baseball relic from that, I so was like, good. I got to buy it. So that was my recent buy. I'm really happy about it. Great um, World Series. Great World Series. Dude. Devastating for me, but great for Jeff Westmoreland. Max, do you have a buy you want to talk about before we go to Mitch to close this out? I like to always end with my eBay buys of the week. We're going to get a jingle for that soon. Yes, we will. And it Please. was a slower buy for me this week. I bought two cards, both at auction, both what I thought were very undervalued, but I, but both incidentally from Com C on their consignment auctions. Nice. The first is a very uh, opposite contrarian to theme of what we talked about this episode. I bought an Evan Mobley blue cracked ice prism out of 125. Pretty standard. I like pretty. I like Mobley. The Prism heads love the blue ice. Like that is like a staple for parallel for Prism. It's crispy. It's nice. It's a good looking one. Looks better than most of the other ices. Blue ice looks strong. And uh the second card that I got, which is now will soon to be owned by Gem Mint Jake, Ludex worker and employee. <laughs> yep. But he's a worker and employee and employee. He makes money. Employer, yeah, he's he's a guy. He he's loves a guy. Vlad. He loves Vlad and Vlad Senior. He loves Vlad and Vlad Senior allegedly. What's and, not to love? And it was a 2019 Tops definitive Vlad Guerrero Senior Vlad Guerrero Junior dual on card autograph to 35. The fire card, dude. Nasty. Considering this year's boxes are two thousand dollars each, I can't even imagine what 2019 boxes were. I won yeah. it. I my max bid was four fifty, and you went and it for I what? I won it for three. I steal. J- Jake knows steal. I ended up selling it to Jake at four. He's like, "Can you do any lower?" And I'm like, "No, I am giving this to you lower than what my max bid was." Are you, I'm just, <laughs> I am just doing this just so that I don't have to put any more work into the card, and you're getting the early bird special. Yeah, like, dude. I mean, that if, I, if is... I got this in hand, and yeah. I would probably be selling it for five. I think my first plan would be crossing it to a Beckett nine five because it is a Beckett nine, but it is nine 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 five nine five in the subs. It is one point five sub bump away that's from, so from a mid gem, so, yeah, and that's yeah. probably partly why it ended that badly too because the silver label is ugly. The yeah. nine looks like crap, yeah. Although it does actually match the card a little bit better because it's like white on white. But I'm like, okay, even without that, the comp before that was like seven hundred dollars, and I'm like, I'm probably gonna be at like. 550-ish. You probably could sell that for 600 bucks. But I'm like, okay, like, you're giving me the it's not even at my mailbox yet, I'll give you that type of discount. And he's oh, like, for sure. It's an and, easy turn. And easy I'm like, turn. and I'm glad it's going to a good home. I'm glad that he has the top two cool card in the Ludex office. We'll oh, see. We'll see. I we didn't even a, talk. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about I, I hope that's a constant battle and I'm your junkie, but you can use You're the, you are the, now the official dealer, but. Okay, Brian needs to hit me next. Yeah. And Mitch, you want to close this those out are, Those are my two eBay those buys. Two buys. Yeah, no, I mean, buys. I think y'all outdid me, Loki. I, um, no. Well, I mean, I bought a, I started super collecting because I thought I was very smart. Um, the 2021 Topps Archives Ronetto Door uh, 
I don't know how to say it. It's basically a card where he looks like he's doing the blowjob odor. <laughs> blowjob odor is what I call it. And it's so good too, because his last name is basically odor. So it's just too much fun. Um, but base, but anyway, I, I got the base a while back and I forgot that that card existed. And I was like, dude, this, why are, why are people not tripping out more about this card? Because that's one thing I love so much about junk wax is there's a bunch of funky cards, you know, the Paul Gibson where the guys like look feeling his crotch at second base. There's a bunch of, you know, the, 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 the Rick face card. It's, and it's the not Craig... just the fuck face. It's not. Just yeah. The and then the, and then the, 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 the Craig Nettles asshole card. Oh yeah. So there's so many good ones like that. So I was like, dude, tops knows when they do this with the bong puffer card, it's the same shit. Like to, to think tops doesn't know, they're there and archives is good for gimmicky stuff you know they did the sandlot set which is epic and i'm slowly meticulously adding those but anyway i i got the odor out of 75 it's a red and i think there's like four parallels and i didn't know but this guy shouts out to life for gerald or something like that on twitter was like dude i have like 100 copies of that card i was like dude he's like i'll fight you for the 101 i was like i would yield bro yeah <laughs> yeah i was like dude but There's he's got dudes. he's gonna hook me up with a couple doubles but nice. i was stoked about that because i got it for like three bucks flat yeah. way mm -hmm. too cheap and then uh i think my last my other one was like i bought uh three scar joe rookies for like 11 bucks shipped or 10 bucks shipped and i just men my age like her for obvious reasons she sells she sells an imo mitch stack sales for sure yeah so. man it's all about the fun stuff dude i mean i just again i just just to close it out man i just yeah. enjoy showing people cool cards and passing along cool cards championing one dollar cards you know 50 yeah. cent cards because that's what i like to buy yeah so I just love to rock like that. And also I want to thank you guys for having me on. Oh, dude. I was so gonna, fun. I don't like if, if you want to get inspired to collect cool cards and like, get, I think anyone who listens to this episode is just going to feel the energy that Mitch, that you have about like collecting and like yeah. cool shit. And just like how you don't have to get bogged down in this whole, like by rookie quarterbacks by rookie quarterbacks by the newest rookie whatever you can have fun with twenty dollars yes you can have a fucking great time with twenty dollars and that's what imo mitch is all about so make sure to follow mitch he Thank flips you, man. you also post t-shirts i'm literally wearing a t-shirt that you found for me you're always yes. hitting you're always blessing me by like showing me this cool shit i actually imo post... mitch cards on instagram oh, is cards, where i do on. most of my thrifty stuff i like mm -hmm. sell vhs tapes i sell t-shirts Oh, yeah. I, you know, I vend a little bit, uh, card Twitter is card Twitter, but I sell some shirts on there too. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. I, yeah. you know, Instagram and Twitter is where I'm at and I yeah. appreciate you guys follow young old heads. Obviously. You probably Hell yeah, do. dude. You're, you're <laughs> Mitch, you're the man. And like, I sure we're both from Oakland. I, we're yes. always looking out for each other. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate like, you I, too, I man. It's nothing but love, bro. I would never be where I'm at in the card world if I didn't meet you, dude. Cause you you like gave me like 500 followers like one of my first days about tweeting about me like i would never have gotten so Ooh. into it without you and i'm just hyped that you were able to come on and talk and like i know we're gonna have another episode with you i mean we haven't done an over an hour episode in a minute i knew this one was gonna go over an hour easy money we could talk for two hours oh but, dude yeah no you gotta cut me somewhere but yeah we got <laughs> i gotta cut you off i cut max off while we're hot we're gonna cut off while we're hot max you have anything you want to say before we say goodbye to the listeners this week he might be frozen. 
collect. You can you can collect a lot of things. You can collect a lot of things, and I think that's a good note to end on. So make sure to follow at I am a Mitch. I, I am a Mitch Cards. We're young old heads. You know where we're at. I'll post our ads in the in the description. But um, yeah, dude, this was a blast. If you have any questions, like Mitch is a great guy to ask questions about it. And if you have anything to know about the era of stuff that we talked about. You know, I know some stuff, but Mitch is the main guy. He's the he is like the grandfather of the young old heads. I think is, good, is a good nickname. But uh, we'll see Appreciate you guys all next bless. week. It won't be quite as fun without Mitch, but we'll be back next week. And um, I'm gonna be listening. Peace out. <laughs> peace out.